WTBX turns 15 years old. Can you believe it? Join us to celebrate at our 15th anniversary ball, Venetian Masquerade. Tomorrow, Saturday, February 12th at the Carbondale Civic Center. It's our biggest night of the year. The evening starts with a performance by ball favorites, the SIU Studio Jazz Orchestra. Then an Italian dinner by Great Boars of Fire. Cash bar by Hangar 9 with wines from Alto Vineyards. Then, great new local band Soul Glow takes the stage. We'll hold our annual silent art auction as well, featuring a wide variety of wonderful local artwork. All proceeds benefit WDBX Community Radio. Tickets are $40 each and are on sale now at Arnold's Market, Harbaugh's Cafe, the Neighborhood Co-op, Long Branch Coffee House, Town Square Market, and Plaza Wuxtry Records in Carbondale. Dress up if you like and be sure to bring a mask. The WDBX 15th Anniversary Ball, Venetian Masquerade, tomorrow, Saturday, February 12th at the Carbondale Civic Center. Are you ready for the end of the world? Sure. <laughs> Listen to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and for. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to say prepared. Preparing? Is that where you're going? <laughs> Preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Wake up! Oh, yeah, that was a good stretch. Wake up! <laughs> Today's a sunny day, so I could say wake up to a sunny day. Yes. <laughs> wake up. Let me turn that down. Sunny days, sweeping the clouds away. <laughs> um, this has been an exciting week for me, and let's see if we can make next week as exciting. Today happens to be electrifying day. <laughs> so... So let's get electrified. Yeah. Not electrocuted, mind you. That's not as fun. Electrified. Well, I don't know. It could be as fun because <laughs> you you could die and that could be transcendental. Right? <laughs> a little bit of a low volt, low amp could be kind of exciting. I don't know. So, all Not right. my activity per se, but teach their own. One of the things that was exciting for me is I got this email from a friend of mine. We actually tried to have her on this radio show years ago. She came through town as a speaker for the Student Environmental Center, and now she has written a book. Hmm. And this book is called Young Activist Guide, and it launches February 22nd. So this is the message she sent out. Friends, I'm writing to share some great news. Inspired by my 10 years of work in the environmental movement, I dedicated the past year to write a powerful and practical guide to environmental activism in book form. It's here, the Young Activist Guide to B- Building a Green Movement and Changing the World comes out on February 22nd from 10 Speed Press. 
She was lucky to get reviews from environmental leaders like Bill McKibben and Annie uh, Leonard, who did the story of stuff. From planning a campaign to recruiting supporters to raising money and attracting media attention, the book shows readers how to achieve big wins for the planet and also spotlights success stories from 35 young leaders across. Mm -hmm. So what was her name? Her name is Sharon Smith. (laughs) Very basic name, but yeah. Yes. (laughs) So... Um, again, the book is The Young Activist Guide to Building a Green Movement and Changing the World. And, of course, I will read it and showcase it on the show, like I do with l- lots of books. <laughs> yes. So, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one because, you know, the whole green movement idea, I- I'm sort of in favor of that. I think it's probably a good idea. And if anybody does have a book that they want um, us to read and, you know, do a book review, let us know because um, we do that kind of stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. as in we read. We read. Reading is good. Reading is fun. Um, I heard that there was this um holiday. Yeah, there, I heard. Uh, yeah, something about like I got confused ideas about what it is exactly. There's chocolate and there's flowers flowing around. Like I, I don't know why you're eating chocolate and killing all these plants, but <laughs> well, especially chocolate. The majority of it comes from a really long distance away, yeah. and. The majority of it is really damaging to our planet. Yeah. Okay. N- enough pessimism, right? <laughs> yeah. There's also ch- chocolate that's, you know, uh, uh, fair trade chocolate that's shade grown and all that. It's like... Uh, the, the flowers are hard to work on, but okay. Actually, we do have actually, one of these was not a bouquet of flowers, but flowers that keep on giving. And what it was was bath salts. <laughs> Oils for putting in those little, you know, those little candles. You put the scented oil, yeah, so you could scent your house at, from candles. Um, lotion. It was like this flower um, mm. kit. Yes, and that A was flower power the, kit. Yeah, and so <laughs> why just give roses for one day? Give roses that last, you know, until the, they run out. I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, it could last a couple years if you know are not much of a rose smeller. <laughs> yeah. So there's a Valentine's uh, Valentine's Day gift guide. Uh, it's called Sweet on Earth. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're being sweet to your loved one, you might also want to be sweet to the earth, too. Uh, they've got a, uh, a wood wallet. <laughs> uh, it's a reclaimed wood piece. It's for, like, uh, tucking away cash and notes. And uh, they've also got a chocolate and wine pairing set. Uh, get chocolate and wine going together because... Fair trade chocolate, like we were just talking about, uh, makes it a little sweeter for the people out there uh, harvesting the char- chocolate. Because it'd be kind of tragic, really, you know, if you're giving this gift to your loved one and someone at the other end of that gift was suffering terribly and couldn't be with their loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you could tell your loved one that Valentine's Day is one of the most commercial holidays of the year, a day dedicated to commercialism, overconsumption, senseless spending on overpriced heart shaped boxes of carbon footprint heavy uh-huh. chocolate. But you could also end up sleeping on the couch or, yeah. you know, in the car. You know, so strike a balance with the green gifts. You know, think of thoughtful, useful, and best of all, sustainable gifts that gives to someone. Yeah. And yeah. sustainable for the planet, but also sustainable that it will be a continuous gift. Yeah. And yeah. that's a good way to strike a balance, I think. Because a lot of people, once they find out all of the destructive things that may go into some of their products, they get paralyzed. And they're like, 
well, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go I anywhere. I, I don't want to buy anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, you know, if you want to go live out in the woods, you know, and that's your approach to not doing harm, then that's that's fine. But if you want to live here in society, and you can still do it in a way that's nicer. And there is a lot of good local wines. So yeah. buy some fair trade chocolate, some local wines. We live in wine country. Yeah, really? Oh. And with, with climate change going as it is, maybe we'll live in uh, chocolate country soon, too. Oh. <laughs> That'll be nice. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. Have you heard about this? There's There's been a trend of people either crashing or dying because they followed the directions of their GPS. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that gets you there quicker if you crash and die. <laughs> uh, it seems like that would be a slowing down point in the process. <laughs> so there's... Uh, there is such a thing as relying too much on technology. Well, um, I mean, just the voice, I turn the voice off because I tended to follow the, you know, the voice says, turn left. And, you know, it says turn left, but, you know, you really have another 50 feet to turn yeah, left. So you don't want to just right at that point. You know, I, I get it, I get frustrated with people who are sitting in the car with me and say, turn left, you know, like right now. And I'm like, uh, you yeah, know. Because like, then you don't know, like you, maybe there's a driveway there you're not seeing and it's... <laughs> I was like, don't yell, turn left right now, because I might do it. I'm, you know, kind of um, susceptible to <laughs> suggestions. Yeah. So um, part, of, part of it is people are um, utilizing the GPS to go places they've never gone before. Like, there's actually a, bu- a few people who have, um, actually quite a few people, um, I think almost 20 people have died in Death Valley. Because they're like, we got GPS, we're not going to get lost. <laughs> um and they weren't prepared. Yeah. So. Yeah, they run a they run a vehicle with GPS, and they don't know how the GPS works, or they they go into the middle of nowhere and trust. Oh, I'll be able to get back fine. And, and you know, the GPS relies on satellites. Sometimes the satellites don't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. All right. So yeah, be be careful out there. You know, you don't want to be somewhere you don't know, and then looking at the road and the GPS at the same time, and. We want you to make it through to the next radio show so you can hear what we've got to say. Wait until they have it where the whole windshield can be a GPS that you can see through. Yeah. I've then seen there's going to be a lot of crashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you'll be like, especially if the road is completely matching up and then right then they say turn and then there is no road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Good things to look forward to. <laughs> um, what do you call it? It's been cold. A little bit. The sun did come out today, so I thought I'd do a few articles about vegetables. Yes. Quick-growing vegetables for the impatient gardener. Yeah. How about that one? Yes. You might see that sun out there and be like, oh, it's time to grow stuff now. Did you just say time? Oh, it's time for time. I always laugh when people say that gardeners have to be patient. I'm, I'm just... I want... Well... I'll plant something and forget about it. So that works pretty good. But I really like stuff that, you know, you plant it and it's ready to eat pretty much right away. Although I do like tomatoes, and tomatoes do take a while. So there are some things that I can grow that satisfies my impatience for garden fresh food in a very short time. And since right now the seed catalogs, like I've got, I I tend to buy my seeds from... um, I just forgot what it's called. Baker, something Baker. It's a town in Missouri. Well, it's becoming a town. Uh But it's literally a farm where they grow heirloom seeds. Yeah. 
But now they've started collecting seeds from all over the world. Hmm. Like I got some seeds from um, Iraq. Oh, oh, wow. You know, that some guy um, snuck him out of the country when it was in, you know, trouble. In chaos, yeah. Yeah, because it's been chaos. So in the hopes that more people will grow them and won't lose this strain of heirloom seeds. Yeah. So what's an heirloom seed? Oh, an heirloom hmm. seed is a uh, seed that goes back, well, continuous. Yeah, it goes back a few generations and it, 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 the, it breeds true. You know, like a lot of the foods that we get are heirloom or not heir- that aren't heirlooms are hybrids where they, they do all sorts of weird breeding things to make them come out with a certain type of fruit. Like the tomato will be really good, but if you save the seeds and grow it next year, it'll be different. Yeah, it'll be different because they, what they took was one type of tomato and another type of tomato and put them together. Right. Heirlooms are ones that they've been growing for you know years, generations in order to have it be a nice variety, but that you can save the seeds of. And then they tend to have um, resistance. Yeah. Like the only tomatoes that I actually ha- had that survived the heat of the summer were uh, seeds that were the Iraqi tomato seeds and Israeli tomato seeds. Yeah. Those were the only s- tomatoes that survived the heat of the summer here. Yeah. Heirlooms tend to be healthier strains. To make an analogy, if you compare uh, a wolf to uh, in- inbred forms of wolves like poodles and pugs and like small little creatures they're they're not as hardy you know they may be cute in their own ways but they if it was a survival contest the wolf would win <laughs> and it's a, if it's a survival contest the heirlooms are going to win so here's a few things you can think of that are quick growing vegetables yes there's uh uh, uh mesclun the uh the salad type no, not mezcal yeah not mezcal <laughs> yeah it's uh uh, I mean, it's it's essentially a mix of greens. Yeah, it's basically a mix of greens, and it's got uh, a whole bunch of different types of greens in there. Um, there's also radishes. Uh, I like radishes, but and they're uh, you know the seeds are large enough to handle easily. Well, you should plant some because I don't really I don't know why I've huh. never really cared for radishes. Yeah, like like I would rather eat a turnip than a radish. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, but I like radishes a little bit of radishes. Enough to probably plant one or two plants, you know. <laughs> and then a, a lot of Asian greens like um, tatsoi, bok choy, um, they grow really quickly in like a couple weeks. And, yeah. And they make really big, leafy, hardy uh, leaves. And so. Yeah. Another one that grows quickly is wheatgrass. Uh, got a lot of nutrition in, if you can juice the, uh, uh, the grass. In and there. you can actually grow those in trays inside. I've yeah. seen people growing a tray of wheatgrass and then they just harvest it inside Mm -hmm. um bush beans i love love beans i planted a lot of beans this year and or last year and um very few of them actually survived it Uh was a very strange year for growing stuff so um those are a few quick growing vegetables if you do get our newsletter um there we do have some links to um well like the top 10 most nutritious vegetables and how to grow them and growing a garden to feed a family, and then keeping Monsanto out of the garden. <laughs> so that sounds like a good plan. Keeping the pollution out of the garden. So. Mm-hmm. If you do grow vegetables, it does help to have good soil. Yeah. If you do use vegetables, it does help to not throw away those scraps of vegetables in the trash. Yeah. That it, you recycle, right? Well... You throw away your vegetables 
You throw away your leftover food. Yeah, that's not recycling. <laughs> no, that's not recycling. So there's something called compost. Yes, it's the recycling of food and other things. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to get one of those compost bins that just go under the sink. <laughs> and because, I mean, I forget. I'll have a you know container on the top of the counter, and I tend to forget to take it outside to the compost bin outside. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel I just get it and dump it under the sink. If you have that compost bin under the sink, it will actually compost it under the sink. Yeah. Yeah, And they've got uh, several varieties of how to compost indoors. They've got a high-tech indoor composter. You can have your own worm bin. I knew someone who had a worm bin in their apartments. You know, you've got to set it up right to be sure that, uh, you know, if it's balanced properly, there's no negative uh, attributes to it. People sometimes associate compost with, like, having a scent and odor to it. But if it's, if it's healthy compost, it doesn't. Right. I mean... The worms just eat it all. And well, especially if you have worms. Worms yeah. really like they to really eat. Like, yeah, worms like to eat. So they, they, they're they amazing little machines, you know, nature's uh, uh, fertilizers. They eat all the food, and they, you know, they turn it into fertile soil, basically. Yeah. And they aerate it as they're worming their way through the stuff. Yeah, I love talking about composting because as, you know, I grew up in an urban area and, and I didn't know about composting existing. So when I came down here and I found out you can take food scraps and other things and put them in a pile and they just turn into soil on their own. I mean, if you you're know, lazy, like magic. if you're lazy, all you have to do is like literally put it in a pile. Yeah. And a year later you have soil. Yeah. But if you do it properly, you I mean, it's it quicker. like five weeks. I mean, yeah. yeah. If you manage it, you can do it quicker. If you're lazy, it'll just do it on its own. Right. I mean, you know, toss some leaves, you know, put a pile of them in the backyard, toss some leaves on it. And, you know, in a year, you're going to have yourself some, you know, soil. I mean, that's what nature does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, if you would like to know how to build your own worm bin, again, you must get on our mailing list so I could send you the ultra long video link. Otherwise, I suppose you could just do a search online to buildyourownwormbid.com. I don't mm. know. There's probably, there's there's probably, probably something like that. There's <laughs> probably a website. So, um, Have you heard of compost tea? Huh. It's not something you would drink, but this is something you would feed your plants. Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. So you just mix a little compost with some water. Now, compost it already. Yeah, not in the middle of the process, Right, it's the stuff that's finished. Yeah, Mm -hmm. essentially rich soil, Yeah, and you mix it with some water, and you water your plants with it. So, All right, let's see. Do you want to talk about pedestrians? Pedestrians? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What are they? To make pedestrians kings of the city, uh, Strasbourg plans to drop city speed limits to 18 miles per hour. No, they don't say 18 miles an hour. There uh-huh. it's kilometers. Yeah. It's 30 kilometers 30 an hour. Kilometers. I guess they've translated yeah. it to us. Yeah. They've translated it for the, the poor, helpless Americans who won't know kilometers. <laughs> but this is uh, uh, Strasbourg in northeastern France. Uh, they're already bike-friendly. Uh, fewer than half of the residents use a car to get around, and it has more than 300 miles of bike lanes, not to mention a tramway network that's longest and densest in France. But now they announced that they're planning to reduce speed limits throughout the city to 30 kilometers, uh, 18 miles per hour. And uh, they're already there yeah. already in some parts, but this is uh, it's actually going to reduce traffic accidents this way because if it's you know 30 in one part and 50 in another, then at those transition zones, you're more likely to get hit. I was, I mean, uh, two of the cities that I have um, 
been most excited to be in because they were pedestrian friendly have been Amsterdam and um, Madison. Yeah. Downtown Madison. And both of them, I mean, downtown Madison has a car-free street. <laughs> yeah. Only, like, you know, emergency vehicles and taxis can drive down that street. Amsterdam, there's just so many people, the cars can't. <laughs> yeah, Amsterdam was fun. I mean, they had those trams that could be two places, the big tram center downtown. Yeah. And they also, on the, the 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 side streets especially, you know, it was assumed that it was for pedestrians. And every once in a while, you'd see a car going, and it would just... It wouldn't even be this 18 miles an hour they're talking yeah, about. Maybe be, 10. Yeah. yeah, it'd be 5, 10, because they're sort of cruising along, wait, waiting for the pedestrians to get out of the way. It's the opposite attitude of we have here, that the car, you know, is dominant, and then the people have to run and not get hit. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Amsterdam, it was, you know, the people have the road, and then if a car can manage to sneak by, you know. Yeah, I don't know if it's, <laughs> you know, on the outskirts, but that's how it was downtown. Yeah. yeah. So... Different way of looking at pedestrians. So more more on making cities pedestrian and cyclist friendly. Hoboken, New Jersey actually pays citizens to go car free. <laughs> Certain cities like Paris, they charge you so much to get into the city. <laughs> and they charge you based on the size of your vehicle. So a small car will get, you, you, you pay less to get in <laughs> versus an SUV. Yeah. Because they just know how much space. They're looking at space and pollution and so they charge you to get into the city and it's not cheap yeah and a lot of larger cities are starting to do that i mean just because of the congestion not because they don't like cars there's just <laughs> yeah. too many of them there's too many yeah that's good for you know good for pedestrians and for uh the drivers yeah i'd so. also i'd like to send a shout out to whoever it was uh oh let's see this would have been about about 1 p.m at marion and Co- east college who decided to blow that stop sign and almost run me over <laughs> they gave a shout outs for <laughs> being a jerk oh <laughs> i was like i thought shout outs were for good things yeah i, I like to give them a shout out for th- the fact that next time they're going to pay attention and not almost run someone you over you think they will <laughs> we hope so yeah because <laughs> i mean i'm an alert pedestrian I, I i saw they were coming i sort of slowed down i wasn't in any danger because i was alert I have an LED uh, stop sign, a stop sign that has flashing LEDs on it. If you want to borrow that as you're walking across town, <laughs> and anytime you just come to a crosswalk, you just walk with the red stop <laughs> sign up. Yeah, that'd be fun. I may have to do that. <laughs> I just I saw it in a silent auction. I have never used it, but I saw it in a silent auction, and I just liked it. I was just like, you know, so. Yeah, but be mindful of pedestrians. They're do, out there. <laughs> do we have any other news? Oh, we could get into some holidays and happenings. Did you know that today happens to be Be Electric Day? <laughs> or Be Electrific? Electrific. Be electrific. <laughs> Why is that? Well, it happens to be Thomas Edison's birthday. Ah. <laughs> so, yep. Um, I'm more of a Nik- Nikola Tesla fan. Yeah. Well, Edison I mean, got all the, the fame and the credit. Tesla yeah. actually invented things. I, I, the only thing I can think Thomas Edison came up with was the light bulb <laughs> that I care about. Yeah. And, you know, w- when I talk about energy efficiency, I was like, whoever called this the light bulb was a marketing genius because 80% of the energy goes into here produces heat. Yeah. Back then there was no choice, so maybe it was the best thing. But we're still using technology <laughs> that's like old yeah well it's a heating element it's not a light bulb yeah edison was the marketing genius tesla was the science genius and (laughs) edison was the marketing genius (laughs) so okay so we also 
Uh, National Shut-In Visitation Day today, so if you have your friends who are sort of lost playing World of Warcraft, they never see the light of day. Well, I actually have a friend who um, got into a car wreck a few days ago, so oh. maybe I'll go visit them. Yeah, that'd be yeah, they're good. They're stuck in. They total their car completely with the... And it wasn't the bad weather. It was the day before the bad weather. They just decided to save a deer's life and, you know, <laughs> kill the car. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people tend to do that. They're like, a deer. Oh, a tree. <laughs> All right, uh, so today is also a uh, Satisfied Staying Single Day. Uh, maybe, maybe I should celebrate that. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's also... It's uh, White Shirt Day, so should you celebrate that? Because today is the anniversary of the White Shirt Day. Hmm. I've never heard of that before. Neither have I. But uh, guess what? I'm wearing... Well, this was white. It's kind of got some dirty spots on it. But <laughs> yeah, I was actually... Yeah. <laughs> It does say renewable energy on the shirt, but... Yeah. So, uh, Saturday is Darwin's birthday. Uh, it's also birthday of uh, Abraham Lincoln. And it's the anniversary Saturday of the NAACP. Yes. All <laughs> right. Um, Sunday is Employee Legal Awareness Day. Are you aware that you have an employee? <laughs> you are legally bound to be aware that you have a... No. <laughs> so it's also a get a different name day. I've already taken care of that, so well, you can celebrate it. You're going to have to go by... Do you get a different name day or just go by a different name that day? <laughs> well, it says get a different name, I guess, you know. But, but just for the day. <laughs> so you are you going to go by a different name just for that day? Uh, no, I'm going to go by Tree Song. <laughs> I'm already set. That is, set. That is a different name. Yeah. <laughs> so already changed that a while ago. Um, Sunday's the Grammy Awards and Madly in Love with Me Day. <laughs> Madly in Love with Me Day. Yeah. Okay, so Monday is uh, Ferris Wheel Day. Celebrate the fun of the Ferris Wheel. Um, oh, National Donor Day. It's a day to uh, be sure you're a donor so other people can... Uh, survive by using your organs when you pass on. National Have a Heart Day uh, and, and Valentine's Day coming up on Monday. It's also uh, the Islamic holiday. Malid al-Nabi on Monday begins at sunset. Uh, Malid al-Nabi is the birthday of the Prophet Muhammad. And so on Tuesday, that's his actually birthday, but you know the holiday starts on sunset on Monday. Monday is also Race Relations Day and the anniversary of the League of Women Voters. Hmm. Yes. And Tuesday is uh, Lupercalia. Uh, it's also Susan B. Anthony Day and the birthday of Galileo Galilei, the astronomer. And Wednesday is Independence Day in Lithuania. Thursday is My Way Day. <laughs> And National PTA Founders Day and World Human Spirit Day. Mm -hmm. That's next Thursday, along with Lantern Festival in China, which is one of the biggest holidays that they have. Mm -hmm. So let's we got a few minutes to get into some happenings. Yes. <laughs> Today is Friday, so that means Rice and Spice International. This week we are cooking a Lady and a Tramp themed Valentine's with chocolate dinner with Alex. That is at 913 South Illinois in Carbonell at the Guy House Interface Center. Yes. There's also a few other things going on at the Guy House Interface Center. They're having their uh, art sale over there. 
Uh, several gorgeous hand-painted Chinese farmer paintings are available for sale outside the Sunyata Center uh, doing their fundraiser for that. Um, there's also new groups meeting there. I heard about this one, Question Fa- Qu- Questions of Faith and Reality. It's a new sp- inquiry into spiritual and existential questions of life. Uh, it's on Tuesdays at 7. And uh, at So what- you get the question, faith, and reality. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> people do that already, but now you can actually ask questions. Yeah, now you can ask the questions and hopefully find your own answers and find more questions. And there is a, a group of four people who are going to facilitate it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, four people of different faith backgrounds which makes, and different cultural backgrounds. Uh, so it's, it's a very diverse group. It's very interesting. And then uh, Wednesdays at 5.30 at the uh, Guy House Interface Center, the new Islamic study group facilitated by Iman Haq from the Carbondale Muslim Center. So let's see. All right, we have a couple more happening. Let's see if we can squeeze them in. <laughs> the Every Thursday is the Interveg Vegetarian Potluck. Not a vegetarian, not a problem. You're welcome, too. It's good food. (laughs) Good Good food. food. Everyone's welcome. Yeah. It's like, come help cook and eat some of the best cooking you will ever hope to sample, made with great company and lots of love. Yes. (laughs) All right. Let's see. There's uh, uh, other happenings. Oh, Charles Darwin Birthday Bash. Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. Uh, Tomorrow at noon, they are celebrating uh, Charles Darwin. And it goes from noon to 4.30, all sorts of games, music, movies, displays, and so on. I want to thank everybody for being here to listen to us talk about the great happenings in the world. Stay energized. Stay sunny. Stay warm. (laughs) Yes, and biggest happening is the WDBX ball. How could I forget? (laughs) Venetian masquerade. I knew you might forget, but I knew I wasn't going to. I'm not going to be there. You know, (laughs) if there's someone who looks kind of like me wearing a mask, it's not me. Yeah, but it's uh, it's still time to get tickets. You know, it's coming up uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Venetian Masquerade, 6 to 11 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center. It is the 15th annual. Yes, it's the place to be, and I'm going to be there. So you can see me there. <laughs> <laughs> going to be good times.